Moncrief on News Talk. Now, in Belfast, there are various tours you can take specifically to do with the Troubles. In Dublin, you can visit Kilmainham Jail, where people were executed. And they're just two examples of so-called dark tourism, where people visit sites associated with death and misery. So is such uh, tourism always appropriate? Dr Gillian O'Brien is Professor of Public History at Liverpool uh, John Moores University. Afternoon, Gillian. Afternoon, Sean. How are you? Especially in Ireland, I would have thought, Gillian, it's hard to visit any tourist site that isn't associated with death or misery. No, it's true. We're very keen on any sort of death, suffering, misery. Um, pretty much all all sites have some element of that, whether it's the famine or if it's drownings or it's cemeteries. Uh, we're very keen on looking at the darkness in our past. Yeah. Uh, and uh, And so, but is there, if you like... Is there a point at which you go, it's appropriate now to do this? Because if it's something that's happened, you know, because, you know, you'd imagine that, say, in the north, uh, now it's we're a few decades into the peace process, of course, but there must have been a period at which people thought, no, it's too soon now to start running tours around West Belfast about this kind of thing. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, there, there are issues around that. But, I mean, dark tourism isn't a new thing. I mean, people used to travel to go and watch executions, you know, back hmm, at the, around yeah. the time of the French Revolution. You know, that was a, a, a popular thing to do. So it, we're, we're not inventing this at all. It's just that it's more being discussed, I think. And in terms of the in, in the North, I don't think it's too soon. I think in many ways it's very useful to have people visiting places that they previously might not have gone to, that they might have been afraid to go to, to see that actually, you know, people are living ordinary lives there, but that those stories and those resonances are there. I mean, in Derry, you have the Museum of Free Derry, um, mm. which is about Bloody Sunday, and that was put together kind of around the site where those shootings happened. And it's run largely by the community. And I think, you know, for people to go and to get some sort of sense of understanding of the trauma that happened there is is not a bad thing at all, rather mm. than just sort of pretending none of this ever happened and just brushing it, brushing it under the carpet. Yeah, I, I suppose yeah, if there's if there's a desire on the part of the of the community there or the country, I suppose, to educate people about what happened in this place, uh, then it's... It, it's not kind of puerile or it's not lurid kind of tourism. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that's really, it's whether it's being imposed on people from above or whether it's them participating in it themselves. And then the other thing around tourism is it brings, you know, tourism is a business and it brings money into communities. And so you're always having to balance what stories are told versus what the benefit is to the people living there now. So it's a whole range of different things. And obviously different sites have different management structures. So they have different reasons for having, you know, their site and how they tell maybe their story of misery. Um, because, you know, who doesn't like to go to a cemetery? Um, and hmm. you know, they are big sites of of tourism, um, you know, there's nothing I like more than a wander around a cemetery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is true. Uh, though I, I, I suppose, well, I mean, I, and people would be the, the, the site of 9-11, of course, in New York, Auschwitz uh, would be another one uh, where I suppose you have to travel to it. You know, you can easily visit New York and not visit 9-11, uh, um, uh, the 9-11 site. So you don't kind of have to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, you're you're right that there is an element. I think we very often talk about shades of dark tourism. So... You know, somewhere like a former concentration camp is absolutely, people tend to go to places like that as almost a sort of form of pilgrimage to go and 
to kind of bear witness to the horrors that mm. happened there and to remember the people who suffered and died, if not remembering them as individuals, but just the sheer scale of it. Uh, and the same, I think, is the case with with nine eleven. That you're always going to get uh, people taking, you know, selfies and showing themselves smiling and you know doing some sort of peace sign or victory sign around these. But I mean, the people who are running these sites can't ever know how how visitors will react. And I think the vast majority of people behave in a responsible manner. And you hope that people go to these sites and come away thinking never again and this sort mm. of thing can never happen. And then you you look at the world we live in and see that maybe the wrong people are visiting these sites <laughs> and there are people in power across the world who really ought to be paying more attention to the yeah. horrors that went before. Yeah, it could be because... Well, in Auschwitz, it's, it is quite vivid what it was and what it was used for. So there's no escaping that. Maybe at 9-11, it's, it's you know, a very nice looking um, a, a monument to what happened there. But you don't really get a sense of, of what happened there, if you know what I mean. It's 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 uh, not that visceral. So I suppose it can depend on how it's designed. I don't know if you've ever been to Robben Island um, oh, South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robben Island is one of the most visited, or at least it's not the most visited because it's quite difficult. I have mm. failed to get there because of storms. And that's oh. often the case for people. You can go buy your ticket and then if the weather's bad, you can't get out to it. But it is certainly one of the most well-known prison. Yeah, um, no, I know, because I was there years ago. But what's, what was striking about it was that, that your tour guide is a former prisoner. Uh, so this is not, you know, some kid who's been paid, you know, minimum wage to tell you what happened here. These people lived it. And so that kind of makes it far more uh, realistic, especially, you know, and and they can answer questions like, well, what did you do all day when you were stuck in that tiny cell for for 20 hours? And, you know, and and that kind of thing. It's uh, it really does bring it alive. And I think that's really, really important. And I think one of the things that Robin Island has done, which not all prison museums have done, is that they have seen that site as being a place where you can see sort of the triumph of kind of spirit and spirit and the, the the right thing and the triumph of people over apartheid and that's the story of Mandela Nelson Mandela's time there is really the the preeminent one that's told but then there are all the other ANC members who were kept there and so the way in which that story is told about how this was a terrible past but they've come from it was very much something that they decided in the early 1990s when there were all these meetings around what they would do at Robben Island and I think having former prisoners tell you those stories uh, does make it really kind of poignant and it sticks in your head. And they do something very similar in Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, where former prisoners take people on tours. And there is something, I think, that really is informative, but it's also quite moving to hear those stories when they're told by people who've actually been inside and who understand the system mm-hmm. and the flaws in the system and can explain the system um, than maybe just a, you know, a regular tour guide. But obviously that's not possible in places that have closed many, many years ago. Yeah. I don't, is it tourism at all in the, in the generally accepted sense of the term? Well, it is in some ways in that, you know, depending on who owns them. So so the prison museums in Ireland are all owned in very, very different ways. So somewhere like Cork uh, City Jail, that's privately owned. So they, in order to you know, make, they have to make money in order for it to keep, keep it open. Mm. So I think you need to kind of look, and that's definitely seen as a, as a tourism um, part. Um, it's, yeah, it's hard. I think somewhere like prison museums have a very fine balancing act. Because if you talk just about 
the horror of executions or you talk about the the really interesting escape stories, you're in danger of forgetting that there were victims and that a lot of the people who were in the prisons weren't political prisoners or weren't there incorrectly, but were there because they had committed some crime and there were victims out there. And we often forget about those victims because partly because we don't have that information. You know, mm. it's very hard. Yeah. Where do you find it? But I think you're, we are in danger of coming out going, oh my God, wasn't that uh, you know, amazing without thinking about what happened to the people who were injured or potentially killed or, you know, those those stories. And the other danger I think we have with prisons is you go to look at them and you see how awful it is. And you might come out thinking, well, sure, it's not that bad now for those who are inside. Mm-hmm. And then we don't then think about you know, the situation today. Going to somewhere like a, a, a dark his, history site, like um, or a dark tourism site, like a cemetery, I think is easier to do because you're not necessarily dealing with good and bad. Yes, indeed. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of context there to be uh, taken into account. Gillian, yeah. thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Dr. Gillian O'Brien, there, professor professor of public history at Liverpool John Moore's uh, University. Uh, Chris says my daughter visited the Genocide Museum in Vietnam and got to see the other side and the atrocities of the Vietnam War. Uh, someone else says, I felt a bit uneasy in Auschwitz, but we asked, well, I'd say, kind of, that's the intention almost. But we asked one of the staff there if it's a common reaction, and their staunch reply is that it's worse to ignore what happened, and they wanted people to be confronted with the horrors of it. In a way, everyone should visit it so that we can see how bad humanity can get. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.